Greetings from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. ¿Cómo está? Bien, bien. ¿Y tú? Muy bien. Bueno. Boy, ain't it nice out here? Beautiful. Bonita. Muy. Staring at the ocean right now. Palm trees. Grass is green. 75 and sunny. Sky is blue. It's a, it's a scorcher today. It is. I heard it's uh, not that not the case in uh, old Kansas City. That's the word around town. Hate to see that. Hate to see that. Shout out to the Kansas City Clippers boys for pushing that snow. Pushing that snow. Love it. Uh, we we do want to mention uh, it's it's pretty wild out here. We got we got kids running around. We got priests in the house. We got muffin men selling muffins. We got we got it all out here. We're, you might hear a couple. Uh, Sounds of the background, so bear with us. This isn't our normal studio vibe. So Nothing like Studio A, Studio B, but we out here in Studio, studio V. Vallarta. Vallarta. Muy bonita. Dude, you're, you're really red. We've, we've been getting yeah, some yeah, sun. Yeah. This is actually Drew's first time out of the country. First time. What are your thoughts of all this? It's truly amazing. Real deal freedom, eh? Real deal. You know, I've been all over the United States, um, from sea to shining sea. But I've never left the country and always wanted to, just never did. And boy, I'm thankful for you and your family for taking me out here. Tell you, you've been missing out. Dude, it's, it's just so nice. Usually on at this point of a vacation, I'm just ready to go home, you know, to go back to my sleep in my own bed. But I don't want to leave. Hell nah. I was hoping I would catch the old COVID and have to stay out here another week and a half. Yo, Wuhan. <laughs> Apparently I'm negative, so I'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah, we've been here for, what, a little over a week now? Yeah, week? today and, marks uh, a week. Okay, we've been here a week, and yeah, we've talked about making a show. We've made half of a show. We've We've talked... Pretty we much had cleaning ladies coming in, you know, it's it's hard out here. It is, it ain't easy. And it's easy to relax. We're here for you. We're doing this for you because yeah. we have other things we could be doing. Yeah, we. I mean, the list goes on. Mm. Yeah, we've been just hopping around, making meetings, going, you know, chilling by the beach pretty much every day, majority of the day, and then taking it out to the downtown in, in the evening, getting dinner. It's uh, perfect. The meetings out here are really nice, too. They're all in English. You know, it's the same vibe, different country. Very welcoming. Serving us up coffee. People from all over the world, from all over the U.S. And it's it's just nice, especially for me. Come down in a complete party zone and get get some uh, some normal meetings in. I'll tell you, Drew, the fellowship really knows how to hold it down. Really holds it down. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah, we wish uh, wish all y'all could uh, be out here with us because you, you can't have a bad time out here. No. There's no no chance. There's no sad days here. You can't be in your head in paradise. Nope. Not a thing. So, sorry about it, Snow Squad. <laughs> Little snow bunnies. <laughs> Um, so I guess today we want to get hop into a topic of the first step. 
Might as well. And I've had to use, I had, I've had to remind myself of my first step multiple times down here. Cause you know, you got, you got people trying to sell you drugs. You got pharmacies where you just go in and buy drugs. You got, you know, the tequilas flowing like the Niagara <laughs> and it's just a prime spot for, uh, for having a good time the way I used to see having a good time was, but, uh, you know, I know where that takes me. I know it ain't good. So blessed to be where I'm at in my recovery, strong enough to be out here and share my, my shit with the homies and I'm feeling good. Um, take it away. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think we've done an episode on the first step and for those of you who are not familiar with the 12 steps in AA or other 12 step program recovery groups and whatnot. The uh, first step is we admitted that alcohol, no, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. So there's two parts to this first step. And for me, the first part wasn't difficult. It's pretty obvious and blatantly obvious, truly, that, okay, I don't drink like normal people. I'm an alcoholic. But I guess I kind of took pride in that in the beginning. You know, I, I like to get fucked up. More of a reason to celebrate. And the piece that I struggled with the most was the second part to the first step, that my life had become unmanageable. Because on the outside, I could at least make it seem like I had my shit together. Um, and I didn't believe, you know, when people would tell me, oh, your life's unmanageable. Yeah, right. You know, I'm, I'm just kicking it, living beachside, chilling, having a good time, living it up with my buddies. And I didn't understand what people meant by unmanageable. Um, you know, looking back, it's very evident that my life was unbelievably unmanageable and it's kind of a baffling to me that I couldn't even see it. But the reason behind that is because the alcoholic life I lived was the only normal life I ever knew and last night in the meeting we were it was supposed to be a literature meeting but it turned into someone raising their hand for it being their first time ever at an AA meeting so that's you know vibe switch switched up to a first step and good old Irene was it Irene uh she you know opened the book started on page 30 and just started going and um one one phrase in there that caught my attention hardcore was uh, countless vain attempts to try to, you know, manage our drinking or drink like our normal people or um, just get it all together. And, you know, for me, I really did try it all, but there was never a point in time where I was content or satisfied with the idea of trying to have one or two drinks and then call it a night. I wanted to drink the way I wanted to drink every time and therefore any time that we <clears throat> or I was around a spot that didn't have enough alcohol or the scene wasn't fitting for the way that I like to drink I could just call the whole night off you know ah fuck it I'm not gonna drink tonight there's not enough liquor here to have an actual good time so I'm just gonna stay sober and that was enough for me to think that I was okay and I could do it like other people and granted that that occasion was few and far from in between um there were rarely very many occasions where i couldn't get 
you know, messed up to the level that I like to get messed up. But when it happened, that was me justifying the way that I used and thought, oh, well, remember that one night at that one cocktail event where I didn't drink at all? Yeah, well, you know, there, there you go, Mal. You obviously aren't an alcoholic um, or aren't severe enough to have to do anything about it. But um, I tried everything in a sense where I, you know, I switched from, you know, liquor to beer to, uh, you know, it was all the, I always drank to blackout. That was, that was always the mission and that was always the end goal. And that's, I was very successful at doing so. Um, But, uh, you know, as time went on, um, my life just got more and more complicated and I burned more bridges and I ruined more relationships and I, you know, forgot more and I don't, I had to reconnect more pieces and I had to retrace my steps to find my missing belongings and I had to continuously, you know, there were mornings I remember waking up or coming to scared to open my eyes because I didn't know where I was going to be. And, you know, the times when I'd make it back to my room and I could look over at my nightstand and there was my wallet with everything in it, my phone and, you know, any other belongings that I had brought with me that night. Those nights were the miracles like that didn't happen often. And when it did, you know, I could say, you know, thank God. And that wasn't even um, that, that that's not a far fetched statement either. Um, and that, those nights didn't happen very often. Um, I wasn't that lucky. And typically when those nights did happen, it was because I had someone in my life that was that cared enough to make sure I got home safely. And um, I, you know, as time went on, those people leave. Those people realize they can't help me anymore. Those people are tired of taking care of me and changing my diaper and making sure that I'm, you know, I get home safely. And um, that, you know, those are friends you want to keep around. But, you know, as life goes on and if you continue, if you're powerless over the alcohol like I am and my, my life is as unmanageable as it was, you know, you can't keep those people around to save your life. There's no chance. You know, my parents even, um, the unconditional love for my mother even at, at a point in time, she had to let go to be okay for herself because um, she couldn't continue to watch me destroying my life. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot that goes into the first step, and I think part of the reason why we decided to take this route on this show was because we both had fire shares last night. And I really wish we had that. Right after the meeting, I was like, damn, I wish we had those shares on the record. And then, you know, we went about our night, got tacos, and paid some sandal dude to make some nice nice sandals for me that I'm picking up tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, this is a completely diff- different conversation than last night. But I think, you know, we can keep... Also, I was thinking about, you know, first step stuff. We've kind of touched on it in previous shows, but I don't think there's any reason for us to not double dip on things because I gotta I gotta forget her (laughs) and uh, I don't really you know exactly remember um, and I'm not gonna go back and listen oh we can't talk about that because I've already done that shit it's like no I think the first step's important to people with one day sober and 100 years sober amen keeps us in check um I was thinking when you were talking about the people in your life um, that was were, were kind of starting to slip away. They were always there, but you could tell 
it was starting to wear on them and that I think that's where I um, started to see the unmanageable part you know because I knew I couldn't keep a job you know all these things were so normal to me that it was like my my life was so unmanageable that it was a normal thing so it seemed manageable I don't know you know I was comfortable with being just a piece of shit honestly and it was when the the people that were always there to rebound for me for you know to always hold my hand through some bullshit to help me out you know mentally physically financially spiritually whatever it may be all those people you know it started you could you could tell that it was starting to just get old and you know those people started to d- decrease and that was when I really started to actually look at my problem a lot like closer um because you know I growing up as a teenager and going into my 20s you know I've partied with my friends that was what we did and you know it was it was when the people that I partied with the most that were fucked up too were the ones who told me that I need to get help that was kind of like a light bulb like wow if these people are telling me to get help then you know I might need to get help and I don't know it was it was just it opened my eyes to how unmanageable it was and I was just so tired of living that way but I just didn't know where to start I didn't know what to do or who to talk to um when I thought of rehab I thought of you know a um, an inpatient where you're locked into a place with a bunch of people going through withdrawals and just a lot of a lot of things. And uh, one thing we were, I touched on in the meeting last night was I was afraid to let go of having a good time, you know, having fun, being around people my age, people that I like to be around. I didn't want to stop the party. And when I thought of getting sober, it seemed like all the fun would just disappear and I would have a boring life and, you know, because I didn't know any different than getting drunk or high. You know, that was my source to a good time every day. And the coolest part was when I finally pushed that way of thinking to the edge is when I eventually asked for help. And I and Mal relates with this is it was kind of just like a small bit of us just kind of raising our hands saying please help and then a huge wave of love through other people that have just like pulled us up to shore and showed us how to how to do this shit and it was when I saw that people my age go through the same thing and that they can turn their life into something better and that they can have a good time and laugh and dance and cry or whatever you know it was just like life life can be just as great sober and I've learned that that it's it's even better honestly as hard as it would be to say you know eight months ago it's it's very true like being out here it's just so beautiful I get to remember every single moment of the day you know I look back when I lay down, like thinking of all the things I did that day, I'm like, wow, 
you know, if I was out here just getting drunk, it would just been one big blur. Be sleeping all day, you know. It's just there's just a lot more clarity in my life with it, and it was it, it took what it took, and it, it was hard. It's very hard. Um. Yeah. What do you What do you got, dude? I said it all. You know, I'm just kind of still caught up on what other people were saying about last night and I remember the names you know Mike and uh, I think it may have been Jim both of them had some really good stuff to say just about you know seeing the differences in the beginning coming in and um, not wanting it as badly as you know not wanting it for themselves and thinking that they could you know manage and get get through life doing it their way and um, then I you know went back thinking about the you know, in the big book, they say, you know, we had to stop playing God. It it didn't work. And, um, you know, we had to find a new manager, I think. I'm not exactly sure. But um, it's true. That's what we had to do. You know, it, what it takes is that, that piece of surrender where you just have to, you know, let go and just stop trying to run the show, stop trying to do life your way, m- you know, finesse everything to play out the way that you want it to um and just trust that there is an easy there's another way there's a way to to live that you can't imagine that is beyond your wildest dreams and it it worked you know somehow some way um for me at least it's worked out to where it's better than I could have ever tried to have maneuvered the puzzle pieces of life my to fit my wants and desires to to make myself happy and content and um you know going out at night I don't I don't miss it I don't miss anything about it you know I'm still there and I I remember the only thing that it helped me really with in this scene would be dancing I think and feeling more comfortable with openly getting out of myself but if I can just get into that headspace of I don't know anyone here they're never going to see me again plus they don't care everyone's dancing anyway so who cares then if I if I can get there in my in my mind, um, sky's the limit. I can throw some Molly Wop dance moves, make Sick some moves. Yeah, you wouldn't even believe it. Um, I, you know, hopefully tonight's the night. On the tonight day. is the night. We went out last night, um, and went out with Mouse cousin, and hit a few bars. <laughs> you know, we're sober. Everyone else is drinking, but you know the the it's. I heard something my mom actually said when I was. A, like really struggling and trying to get sober is you know, she's been in the program um, of AA before and she she was telling me how powerful it, it makes you feel to be in control when everyone's out of control you know mm-hmm. and, and that's how I kind of feel when I'm around in those scenarios and I'm rarely around people drinking but you know when when I am it, it it feels good that I have power back and I, I have control that I can be around, you know, people, they're just having a good time, whether they're alcoholics or just normal people drinking, you know, it's, it, it doesn't affect me and I have, I have a good time, you know, if anything, it's more fun because everyone's in a great mood, you know, it is a powerful feeling to know that I don't need that anymore because before that's all I would think like. All right, another shot, another shot, another shot, another shot, another bar. Like, I was never content with where I was at. And, you know, last night I was down. I was just down with mi amigos. 
Wherever the wind takes us. We found a we found a guy from Kansas City that owns a bar out here, and he took us to his bar. We hung out and played pool. He beat us all, but it was cool, you know, just like someone like that. Like I wouldn't have remembered his name or where his bar was or anything we talked about, you know, if I was drinking and I don't know. It's it's just moments like that. It's like I'm glad I was glad to be in control with my my actions last night. I t- absolutely second everything you just said there. And the only piece that um, might be hard to understand is, you know, first you have to remove yourself from that lifestyle and atmosphere for a pretty solid, con- you know, considerable amount of time. You know, they say change your playgrounds, playmates, and play places. And, um, you know, as time goes on and the obsession is removed, then you can kind of dabble back in with for me I you know hung out with some old friends went to some birthday parties and then turned into you know casually going out to dance cl- nightclubs or whatever here and there and um it's not as fun as it once was for me especially after hanging out with old friends after you know 10 or 11 o'clock as the night goes on it's like you know okay these conversations are pretty one-sided at this point of the night these people aren't going to remember anything we're talking yeah. about and I don't, we're all on different, wa- I'm on different wavelengths as they are. Um, not, nothing against them and not to say I wouldn't love to hang out with them in the daytime, go play golf or go run around and throw the Frisbee, but you know, just it's a different scene, different lifestyle. And that's why I need people in my life who are on the same page. Um, and then one last thing I'll say just that came to mind back, backtrack, backing ugh, to backtrack to the first step was, uh, you know, some guy used an elevator analogy talking about how, uh, you know, he said he could have gotten off at the 10th floor or the 9th floor or whatever floor he wanted, but he eventually ended up, you know, in the basement lobby and, you know, had to work his way back from there. And that just talks about, um, you know, hitting a bottom. And no one goes into recovery or AA on a winning streak. It always ends up with, has, has no other options. This is the last Last, what is it saying? Last shop on the street or something? I don't know. Last stop in the road. Last, yeah. One of those things. And, um, you know, what I've come to know is that, uh, you know, you don't truly hit a bottom until you stop digging. Because it can just get worse and worse and worse as long as you let it. And um, it's it only comes when you decide to stop fighting. And for me, it took a long time. Um, a lot of shitty life experiences and a lot of things that I look back on and you know could say that I regret um but you know the past is past and I'm where I'm at today because of all of those mistakes and my life wouldn't be as good as as good as good as it is today together dude Dude, I'm trying here (laughs) I'm just ready to get out on the beach I guess um but I uh I'm grateful to be recover uh, recovered alcoholic and I hear, you know, you hear people say that early on, you know, I'm grateful, grateful addict, grateful member of this fellowship. <laughs> it's like, shut the hell up. But, um, I really am. Cause I wouldn't have this new way of life, this new found freedom, the, the level of just, uh, rigorous honesty that I do have today. You know, I, yeah. I could even people who don't have any reason to need any sort of 12-step program um, could all benefit from it. In our program, they have our parents go through the steps, and my mom got a ton out of it. 
she's not an addict and whatsoever you know she may have a glass of wine once in a blue moon on my senior spring break she had two margaritas one night and um you got a little tipsy and told me and that was that (laughs) and uh you know she absolutely loves the everything every concept of the 12 steps um but dude i'm just ready to get back out there yeah no i will say if if you're not an addict just read what the 12 steps are because it is just a really cool way to live your life it's just kind of teaches you how to be like you yeah you you get rid of the that the drugs and alcohol but really you just learn how to live your life and be a good person to the person next to you how to be honest with yourself and how to be honest with others um you know to make amends to other people you may have hurt in the past and just uh um spread spread your love and yeah it's cool but grateful as well grateful to be out here in mexico we're gonna we're gonna put these mics down and probably pick up a frisbee or something just go to the beach got a couple more days out here probably go downtown tonight hop on the on the old bus bus is a trip cubano bar yeah, there's there's dancing. If you had never been to Puerto Vallarta, you gotta come. Just hit me up. It's it's unreal. Um, there's people, especially KC people. We got a K, we found a cheese bar. If you you know you want to have a good time out here, we got some we got some connections. Whether you're sober or you you're trying to party, basically locals. Yeah. Plus, we can kick it with the best of them. Yeah. We really know how to hold it down. Truly. Puerto Vallarta loves us. Loco. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you got this far, let us know. Comments, questions, concerns. We're just going to let this one out there. Not going to listen to it or think about it. But uh, please feel free to reach out. Talk. Period. Yeah, now. You, you period. Can... Cry. Period. Later. That is our Instagram, by the way. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Love you guys. Adios.